there. This is Anne Teagarden with episode 16 of the Unveiled podcast. Have you ever been in the waiting place? That's what I call it when I feel stuck, when I'm waiting on God to act or answer a prayer or for something to happen. I actually borrowed that term from Dr. Seuss in his book, Oh, the Places You'll Go. Let me read you that section. He says, you're headed, I fear, toward a most useless place, the waiting place. For people just waiting, waiting for a train to go, or a bus to come, or a plane to go, or the mail to come, or the rain to go, or the phone to ring, or the snow to snow, or waiting around for a yes or no, or waiting for their hair to grow. Everyone is just waiting. Waiting for the fish to bite, or waiting for wind to fly a kite, or waiting around for Friday night, or waiting perhaps for their Uncle Jake, or a pot to boil, or a better break, or a string of pearls, or a pair of pants, or a wig with curls, or another chance. Everyone is just waiting. I don't think any of us like to be in the waiting place. It's annoying. It's frustrating. It's sometimes scary, and it's often disappointing. Last week, my topic was on overcoming disappointment, and if you haven't listened to that one yet, I recommend you go back and take a listen, because often we have to move past the disappointment that things aren't turning out like we'd like. That discussion last week made me think of the times when we're just waiting. That can be very disappointing. We're not sure what's up ahead or what God is doing, and we seem to be stuck. So what do we do? Well, as I said in episode 14, when in doubt, Raise. It's really a great place to start because it takes our minds off of ourselves and our situation and onto God and his mighty power. Dr. Seuss, in what I just read, calls it a most useless place, but I don't really think it is. I shared my story of infertility in the last episode. That was a very long waiting place. We waited and waited to get pregnant, and in that waiting place, we didn't know what God's will was at first. We didn't know when or if we would get pregnant. And that waiting place didn't end with the outcome we desired. But God worked in us throughout that time. He matured our faith to learn to trust him even when we don't get what we want. He taught me to fight jealousy and self-pity. He taught me to give my anger and disappointment to him. And he taught my husband and I to remain unified as a couple through a trial. Well, after coming to terms with infertility, God pointed us in a new direction, and we pursued adoption. And we realized that we had both wanted to adopt since we were children. So God had put that in our hearts for this very reason. Unfortunately, the adoption process was yet another waiting place. Once again, we had to be patient and trust God. It took months to be approved, and then it was over a year before we brought our daughter home. And that year plus of waiting was hard. We knew that God had called us to adopt, so why the long wait? I had one well-meaning woman in our church tell me that if God had really called us to adopt, we wouldn't be waiting so long because he could just make it happen. And she implied that some sin in our lives was causing this delay. I called her theology into question. I said, what about Joseph? You know, Joseph of the Old Testament, he faithfully served Potiphar, his master, and he ended up in jail on false accusations. Not only that, but he was there for a really long time. 
He found favor with the jailers, and he even correctly interpreted the dreams of some of the king's servants. But he still waited in prison for two more years before the servant remembered him to the king, and he was released. So why did Joseph have to wait? Well, I think it was because the time was not yet right for what God wanted to do with him in the kingdom. We must trust God's timing. To be honest, his timing is rarely my timing. I'm more of a want it now, do it now kind of person. So waiting is really hard for me. But if I truly trust God's timing, then I will rest in the fact that his timing is better than mine. You may be in a place in your marriage where you can't see any change happening. Maybe you're waiting for a miracle of some sort. God is with you in the waiting place. He sees your pain and confusion. He knows your needs. He also knows what he's doing. And if you've surrendered the situation to him, you can trust that he'll work it together for good eventually. So just like dealing with disappointment, step one is trusting God with your situation, knowing that he cares about you deeply in this place and will comfort you. You just got to start with surrender. Step two is to accept that he is working behind the scenes in the situation and inside of us. Growing and stretching may be part of what he's doing. Uh, one of my favorite teachers and authors is Graham Cook, and he suggests asking God, what do you want to be for me in this situation? And then listen for his answer and keep asking until you get an answer. The answer might be your sustainer, or your friend, or your provider, or your warrior, etc. But your view of God needs to be bigger than your view of the situation. Another question that Graham recommends is, what do you want to do in me through this situation? And again, listen for the answer. You know, often we can't see what God was or is doing, or why we had to wait until we get past the waiting. At the end of Joseph's story, we see that he came to the king's attention right when he was needed. That time in prison and serving Potiphar worked a humility in him that took away the arrogance he had with his brothers in the past. God's timing and process worked a change in his heart for him to be used to save not only the nation of Egypt, but the Israelites as well. Joseph himself told his brothers that what they intended for evil, God had intended for good. He was able to see this in retrospect, maybe not at the time, but in hindsight. God is always working behind the scenes. So why did we have to wait a year to adopt our daughter? Because she hadn't been born yet. She was the child chosen for us, so we had to wait for her. Also, her birth mother said we checked off everything on her list of what she wanted in an adoptive family. And the adoption agency told both of us how rare that is. God clearly had brought us together to bless each other. So yes, waiting is hard, but it is inevitable because it's a part of life. My favorite verse to repeat when I'm in the waiting place is Psalm 27, 14. It says, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. This has gotten me through many waiting places. So the bottom line of the waiting place, if you find yourself there, Trust God that he's got this and his timing is best and have perseverance. I want to close with the beginning of Psalm 40 from the Passion Translation. And you may want to read the entire psalm if you're currently in a waiting place. David writes, 
I waited and waited and waited some more, patiently, knowing God would come through for me. Then at last he bent down and listened to my cry. He stooped down to lift me out of danger from the desolate pit I was in, out of the muddy mess I had fallen into. Now he's lifted me up into a firm, secure place and steadied me while I walk along his ascending path. He will lift you out of the muddy mess onto a secure, firm place. And you can trust in that. If your marriage is currently in a muddy mess or just not where you'd love for it to be, my husband and I offer marriage mentoring to couples. We teach seminars and we meet with you via Zoom or form, phone, provide email support, and pray for you. We help couples stop hurting each other and start healing and learn to be on the same team because that's really what it's about. So don't sit in the waiting place hoping someday your marriage will be better. Take action with the resources God is providing to you, whether it's us or someone else. If you're interested, we are starting a year-long mentoring group this week, and there is a link for more information and how to join in the description. You can jump in any time, but this Thursday night we'll be exploring some goals for your marriage this year. We'd like you to make this the year that your marriage becomes what you've always wanted it to be. And you can feel free to take this seminar for free to check us out. You can email me for more information if you'd like at Anne, A-N-N-E, at SynergiaMM.com, S-Y-N-E-R-G-I-A-M-M.com with any questions. And remember, you are never alone, even in the waiting place. You are loved, and you are enough. So go in peace.